welcome to the Defender Podcast, a resource to help mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm your host, Herbie Newell. Well, it's Wednesday, July 5th, 2023, and Dr. Rick and I are coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama, but today we are joined from the great state of New York uh, with the Cantania family, and they are joining us, Michael and Amy, uh, and we're going to have a great conversation today just about the cultural significance of adoption and the cultural significance of the story of adoptees to make sure that we are appreciating that and to make sure that we are ultimately raising our children in the nurture and the admonition of the Lord. But before we bring on the venerable Dr. Rick and the Catania family, I just want to remind you about parent coaching. As summer is in full swing, less structured time may lead to behavioral challenges. Parent coaching is a service available for any parent who needs additional insight into their child's behavior. Tailored to each family and each child, these 45 to 60 minute sessions are filled with proven skills and techniques to use in building additional strengths in parenting. And so for someone who may be reticent to counseling or may not want yet the the in-depth therapy that comes from counseling, may I request and may I suggest that you look into parent coaching. It's a great way to get some good tips to help you ultimately reach the heart of your child for the hope of the gospel. And so you can always see our show notes at lifelinechild.org backslash parent dash coaching. Yes, the dash is back. Lifelinechild.org backslash parent dash coaching for more information or to get connected with a Lifeline staff member. So like I said, we're so grateful to be joined by the Catania family who are joining us from New York. Uh, Amy was actually adopted from Columbia uh, herself. And then they, in turn, she and Michael have adopted a child uh, from Columbia as well. And so what an interesting perspective that that Michael and Amy have on both adoption, but also just this idea of making sure that we look at the cultural significance of adoption and of our children. And obviously, at this point, everybody loves that we get to bring on Dr. Rick and get to hear from Dr. Rick. But Dr. Rick, you and Denise as well have experience of this, not in Colombia, but in Ukraine, of bringing children into your home, uh, but also respecting, appreciating, and loving the cultural significance that they come from, from their birth culture. Yeah, you know, Herbie, I think that was like the unexpected blessing that we didn't really think about on, you know, on the front end is we, you know, we, we went to adopt Eric first and, and fell in love with the country and a people and, you know, have found ourselves going back and, and connecting and, you know, and so now it's, it's just a part of us. And so we're, you know, making food and have friends and, and, uh, have divided loyalties in the Olympics and all those kind of things. And all of it is, is, uh, is as a result of, of just something that God did to, you know, to knit our hearts together with, um, with a country and a nation and a way of life. And, um, you know, and it's, and it's funny, it's like, that's part of the, that's part of the journey in adoption as well is, is figuring those things out and, and kind of a, accommodating for, um, and I don't think Nasty would mind me telling the story, but like it, it hit me in the face at one point. We were at the Space and Rocket Center in Huntsville, and 
we were going around and like looking at all the displays and things and and we were standing by this casting of the like the original footprints on the moon and you know and so i'm talking the boys were younger and i'm kind of talking to the boys about you know the significance of neil armstrong stepping on the moon and nastia looked at me and just said well, you, you know that didn't happen right what? <laughs> and and it and it led to this conversation where um she'd pretty much been taught all her life out of russian history books that that we you know americans didn't really land on the moon and it was all in a sound stage in in hollywood and i say that because we laugh about that now and and it was you know it was it was it was a little disconcerting in the moment right you know but i think in in god's grace one of the things that that i like that we didn't argue about that we didn't you know it was kind of one of those things that you sit back and you go you know what that's not really a big deal and it's not really um it, it's not really something to you know be regarded or to be divided over and i think that's a really silly example of about a thousand maybe a million of those conversations that we've had and times we've had along the way and kind of figuring out and sorting out what is you know sort of the birth culture of our kids and what's our preference and how do those things fit together and you know and like how do we knit together and make a family in the midst of all that and and so um you know kind of with that backdrop um Michael, Amy, it's great to have you guys. We're glad you're here, and uh, and and we're excited that you're joining us. Thank great you for having here. us. Yeah. So you guys have been on that journey as well, and and have you know kind of all these interesting facets culturally as a family. And so why don't you just let's start off, and why don't you just share a little bit about your family and kind of tell us who you are, and 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 kind of put all the pieces together from what Herbie started. Sure. So um, Amy and I actually uh, met in um, college, University of Delaware. And I remember the first, actually one of the first conversations we had, uh, we were out one night and we met and, I, and she told me she was adopted. And I was fascinated with it. And I was fast and I, I kept asking her all these questions, you know, where, you know, what about Columbia? And I, I'm just drilling into her, you know, and because for me, I, I was always just very inquisitive about it. To me, it was fantastic. And, and I think like from the start, we just had that in our marriage where um, there was an encouragement to to explore that background um, of Columbia in particular and uh, learn about. And again, as, as with all countries, I mean, it's not just a single culture. Obviously, there's regions and just like there is in America. Um, and but just uh, it started from the very beginning, our kind of intellectual curiosity about um, the country itself and my curiosity about where my future wife, you know, came from, um, that, uh, I think was the start of our, of our uh, story. And even from the time we, uh, were first married, we always knew we would adopt someday and we always knew or hoped it would be from, you know, from Columbia. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we have two older children, older than Maria, um, Catherine, who is 16 and Michael, who's 14. And Maria's seven now. She'll be eight next month, which is mind-boggling how fast this time has gone. Um, so 
we started the adoption process with Maria, I guess, in 2013, I believe, 2012, 2013. And um, yeah, God just just opened the door with Columbia. I mean, it was, Columbia was pretty much a definite um, yeah. from the beginning. And we knew that's where he wanted us to adopt from just because that's where I came from. And we just had a heart for Columbia and a passion to learn more. And, um, and we spoke to Beth and she explained the heritage program with Columbia. And I think we were the first family. We were the test case. We were the test case, <laughs> <laughs> which made it very interesting. Um, I didn't have correct paperwork. My documents we found out were lost in a flood. Soraya was a miracle worker and found stuff and had the same judge <laughs> sign my documents that she signed when I was a baby. And, um, but God really knit together our family in such a beautiful way um, and how the whole process and we can get more into that later but the whole process of our adoption of Maria just there were so many delays and so many roadblocks along the way that felt so frustrating at the time but Maria wasn't even born yet when those things were happening so God's hand was in it the entire time it's pretty cool, isn't it? When you can kind of look back and in the rearview mirror and see all the ways that, you know, God had you slow down when you needed to slow down and speed up when you needed to speed up and yeah. you know, be in the right place at the right time. It's I mean, cool. the right place at the right, right time. I remember being at CAFO. Beth was there. Some of you guys, I think, were there. And one of the delegates from Columbia was there and he had my file under his arm <laughs> and we just kept hoping like if we could just get in front of someone and like meet someone which seemed completely impossible at the time and I was introduced to him and I think Lorena mm -hmm. as well from La Casa and it was just amazing that we got to meet people it, you know, it's crazy when when you stop and think about stuff like that and in in the the bigness of the world, um, how small the world really is because of, you know, because yeah. of God and, and the fact that even those little details are conserved and, and you know, mm -hmm. he's he's working all of those things out. And so, you know, for you to be in a place and and like meet an official that has your file you know, under his arm. I mean, like you, you know, on one hand, you think like, what are the chances? And and then on the other side, you go, well, of course, because, because that's the way God works. And, you know, that's, that's what he does. Um, so Amy, maybe just to kind of follow <laughs> up from like, from your experience being um, an adoptee from Columbia, what, um, like, how, how did that, Kind of take shape and take meaning in your life as as you were growing up with that kind of you know that identity of having Columbia as a part of your you know part of your story. So I mean, my brother's also adopted. Uh, he's adopted from America, but um, we always knew we were adopted. So there was never a sit down moment where my parents told us they they were told when they started the adoption process. Just always talk about it. Um, and they did. So it's just, I always knew I was adopted. Um, 
growing up, I didn't know a whole lot about Columbia. So, and no one's fault, but I, it just wasn't, Columbia wasn't celebrated the way we celebrate now. And I think it's partially because of the time frame. So I was raised in the eighties and nineties. So anytime I, Columbia was spoken about, it was typically in a negative light yeah. back then, at, at least where I grew up. I don't know if it was that way around the rest of America. Um, and there really weren't any other, I knew one other Colombian family. Um, so I didn't really know very much about Columbia other than the news at the time. Yeah, things have really changed in, you know, in that perception. And um, and I think, too, you know, as we're seeing kids adopted internationally that are older and have, you know, more ownership of their own story and, and kind of know more of their culture, it changes the game, you know, completely as well. And, and so, but it's really cool to see the way that, you know, God even cultivated that in your life and, you know, and you're, you're being born in Columbia as a, as a way to kind of connect and, and be part of the, you know, the larger story of your family. It's pretty awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, I was adopted at nine, nine months old, nine weeks old. I'm sorry. Um, so I didn't come over with that culture. Um, and I didn't really, start owning the fact that I was Colombian in the culture and learning about it until we started the adoption process with Maria and, and talking with Beth and, and talking with Soraya and start learning and going down to the consulate ourselves in New York city. Um, so that's really like that spark kind of like ignited. And I saw Columbia in a whole different light, just meeting all these people and, and learning about it through our process. So we could feel more prepared bringing Maria home and I just gained such a respect for the Colombian people. Um, and that's, and I always just wanted to make sure that we always just celebrated Colombia and just talked about it in a positive light with her. I'd be interested, just as you have, have kind of, both of you brought that culture into your family, which, you know, it, it is the heritage from which you come from as well, Amy even though in a sense, you know, you've, you've grown up more in a traditional American culture. What has it been like for you even to kind of go back and visit that heritage culture and to bring that now even more front and center into your family than maybe it even was before uh, when you were growing up? I mean, I feel like I still have so much learning to do, <laughs> but I get to learn alongside Maria and Mike and Mikey and Catherine. Um, I don't know. I mean, we've, we've learned recipes, cooking. Um, Mike loves to cook. So he likes trying to make recipes. Um, my birth sister came to visit two summers ago. So yeah. she spent a few weeks with us. That, that's a huge component. I mean, it's a huge component of the story. We actually, um, I, through some, some Google searching and whatnot, I was able, was able to actually find her birth family. Uh, and uh, the day before we adopted Maria, her um, birth mom actually came to our apartment and with uh, a young woman uh, standing behind her. And surprise, I am your sister. <laughs> um, and God bless Soraya. Yeah. 
<laughs> Sarai's interpreting and Jude is like, oh boy. Um, so, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, so we've learned a lot from, from my sister. Um, some, I wouldn't say a lot, a lot, but just interacting with her, you know, she, she talks to our oldest daughter on a regular basis through texting and messaging and stuff too. And just, um, she was teaching us how to cook a few dishes when she was here and visiting and I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, it, it's, it, to me, it, it's amazing. Um, I think every country has its unique aspects to it. I, I love cycling and and cycling in Colombia, uh, especially right now. That's the Tour de France is on. Uh, we have some. So, I mean, I, I, I'm almost, I'm like the only gringo in our family. I'm kind of jealous, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> You know, here I am, just a mix of a bunch of things. And over there, I'll get to be Colombian. Now. I want to be Colombian, but um, <laughs> uh, so I cook. I like to cook, uh, you know, uh, different Colombian dishes and, and try that out. And then just and being down there, and I know every country has different in country, you know, stay limits and whatnot. But that time down there so in the country, special. meeting the people, it blew blew me away. It absolutely did. So we can't wait to go back. You know, we have big plans in the future, you know, for Amy and I uh, in, in Columbia. And so it really sparked in both of us, uh, I think, just having a heart for that country in particular. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you've been there truly the the most welcoming, warmest, mm-hmm. friendliest people. Happy. Uh, Soraya was right. The happiest people on earth. Uh, just a beautiful country. Mm-hmm. Just I'm so grateful. Yeah, and even Mike, as you mentioned, you know, on Sundays and holidays, which there are a lot of Colombian holidays, yeah. they'll shut roads <laughs> down uh, yeah. just for cycling and getting outside. And I, I think even even that bolsters Amy. What you're talking about is this inviting, warm, familial culture that you don't have to be blood related. There's a there's just a there's a they love doing life together. Uh, and there's a there's a huge just togetherness of the Colombian people. Um, and certainly, you know, their story, just like the story of any culture <laughs> that has been riddled with sin, which is every culture, you have the hard things and you have the the difficulties and you have the storylines. But you see a resilient people who really are committed to the culture, committed to one another. Um, and there's a lot of redeeming grace, God's common grace in that, that we can learn. You know, I, I think there was, even as Christians at times, I think, you know, especially when you look 30, 40 years ago, um, and Amy, you were blessed to be in a family that was different than that. But kind of when people thought about adoption, it, it was almost like we're inviting you into a new culture. Let's, 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 let's push the old culture behind because you're here now and it doesn't really matter. But I I would just be interested from both of you about why you think it's important to encourage your child to learn about where they came from, to learn about their culture, and not only for your child to learn that, but for parents and family to learn that as well. I think for their identity. um, I mean, obviously teaching first their identity is in Christ, but just their identity of, of knowing where they came from, the people in that country, what they've overcome, um, 
what they celebrate, just, just being able to feel a part of something bigger than themselves and to be able to identify, um, it's just identity, I think, and just having that respect for where they came from and to feel that pride from where they yeah. came from. Yeah, I definitely want Adora always to, to be, um, encouraged, but also just to have pride. Like I am Colombian and to say it in a, in a way that uh, makes her feel good. Yeah. Um, and, uh, you know, it's just, um, the same way we all, we all grow up and we, you know, we do the family trees and we do the ancestry thing in, in elementary school and whatnot. Like I want her to be proud of where she came from, where her mom came from, the people that it's produced, the culture that has produced. Um, and, uh, like, like you said, like every other culture, yes, it has, you know, down there, it was, it was funny because they, they, when you talk about America, they're like, oh, you know, they think about things that happen in Walmarts, uh, you know, and so it's, it's, we, we, so, and we live in New York and they think, oh boy, you know, is it safe there to even come? <laughs> well, you know, some parts. So um, it's, it's cult, cultural intelligence, I think is a huge, a huge part of it. I, I, personally, I, I've, uh, very interested in that kind of aspect of um, uh, just of, of history and sociology and just and understanding the culture in order to be able to understand the people in order to be able to transmit the gospel. It's not the same. Um, you can't just take your American ways and bring it down there and vice versa. So, yeah. And for her to also be able to, as she gets older, educate people around her of how wonderful her country is, because here in America, it's, you have different viewpoints. Mm -hmm. You know, Amy, you, you mentioned, you, you just said identity. And I think, you know, as, as we're talking about this, that's, that's so important. Um, and I think one of the things we've learned along the way, you know, now with, with adult kids um, who, you know, came from another culture is that there are just, there are variables that are part of their story that are just kind of always sort of question marks like there there are things that are that are just kind of unknown and, and maybe a little bit even unanswerable and so exploring culture and really digging into that help, helps us um like it takes some of those question marks out it, it removes some of those variables and and gives a sense of certainty and and i think it's been it's been awesome for our kids to um you know, to, to be able to explore that, I think it's also been good for them to see us embrace it and not be afraid of it or not be distant from it or whatever. Um, and it, and it really helps to create a sense of, you know, kind of a sense of togetherness, you know, for us. Um, and, and with older kids, it's been, it's been fun because, because they're, there are pieces and parts of things that even as we've, you know, even as we've gone back to Ukraine and have, have you know, have been there and, and have learned so much from others, um, our, our kids being able to sort of take the lead in helping to understand some of that stuff as well has been really, um, like, it's been really empowering to them. And, and I think, you know, sometimes that's, um, sometimes that's that's difficult you know for our kids to really feel confidence and feel empowered to take ownership of their story in that way and when when we've really 
you know, dove well, you know, like we dove into kind of trying to embrace the culture. It, it really provided a forum for that to, you know, that to happen. And it's been a ton of fun, honestly, um, to, you know, just to see the different perspective. I mean, we did come to the place that we all do understand that the alarm strong really put his feet on the moon. So like we're, we've all embraced that. Not that it really matters, but, um, but it's, but it's funny, you know, even to, to like tease through some of those crazy things or ideas that we had and, and, and to, and, and for, you know, for our daughter, especially, you know, coming home at 14 to look at American culture and kind of, you know, be a filter for us to say, man, maybe, maybe some of the things that you guys embrace, maybe that doesn't make a whole lot of sense either. And maybe, maybe that needs to be put at arm's length. So, yeah. yeah. I think ultimately you, it helps you as parents to be a safe place for your children to come and talk about their adoption as a whole. It's a, it's a nice um, takeoff point and you obviously you want to be there. You want to be that comfort zone for them to be able to come and ask the hard questions and know it's okay to ask those hard questions because you're not intimidated by it, you know, and your love doesn't change by it. So they need to see that. And I think embracing the culture with them helps them, helps model that for them. Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. And, and it's, and it's fun for something as, as kind of, benign this culture and and talking about this cultural differences to be the bridge to be able to get into those deeper things and and to it it really it has been it's been helpful i think mm -hmm. to um you know to to open up the the lines of communication and and in a way that we didn't really expect like that was not that was that wasn't the that wasn't the way we kind of thought that that maybe some of the you know, some of the openness would have been created. And, and so, it, you know, it's fun. And, um, and, and Columbia is a fun place. Like, you know, as Herbie was talking about, I mean, that's, that it's Columbia is one of those places that you just look forward to going because the food is great and the people are wonderful. And, and it's just, um, you know, kind of open and interactive in a way that is, uh, it's pretty special. And so, and so that's, yeah, that's pretty fun. But what's your favorite, maybe what's your favorite part of, of Colombian culture that you've learned about um, along the way? I think for me, just, just the gentleness and kindness of the people. Um, like just one example, after Mike had to go home with the big kids, Maria and I, I was at the supermarket walking back to the apartment and we had this crazy hailstorm just, and I always kept her in my front carrier, like a little pack, backpack on the front and this hailstorm, and I'm at, waiting across the street. And this gentleman came over and took off his construction helmet and just held it over Maria's head until we could cross the road and get under shelter until the, the storm passed. But that's just the, how I felt the whole time. Everybody we met, just the people. Yeah, I'd agree. And, I, and I'd maybe agree. I feel that way coming from New York. Because it generally people are not as friendly up here. Up uh, at first, you have at to first. you have to kind of you know, they are. It sometimes just takes a little, little deep. extra time. Defense, um, defenses are up. The defenses down there are not as up as yeah. as there in the northeast. I'd say. Um, 
And uh, I, I can I remember just having um, a meal with our uh, with Soraya and her family and friends, and I told her that I cooked, and I show up to her house. We show up to her house, and she goes, "Okay, here's a here's a farm raised chicken." Tell me what you need. You'll cook for us. I'm like, <laughs> this Iron Chef? Like, I... <laughs> and we had this great meal and it was just, uh, you know. <laughs> everybody welcomed us. Yeah, it really, it really. Everybody was welcomed our children. Everybody just embraced us no matter who we met. Everyone was just kind. So I think that just left such an impact on me of just the culture. Like people are just so kind down there. And I think that's why they were able to overcome and still are so much because they're just so loving and warm and resilient. Yeah. it's awesome. Well, thanks for sharing. That is, um, I, I think, just the the challenge that you, you know, that to, to look at this as an opportunity, to look at this as a, as a, as a way to grow, to look at it as, you know, even as we were, praying before we got you know on the on the recording is it, it the the fact is that it also gives us an opportunity to really kind of be able to understand a little bit more about who God is when when we see this you know the creativity of of people and cultures and and you know the way that all that comes together um so maybe as a as a final you know parting uh word for, for folks that are out there that are on the front end of their journey and and they've not yet had the opportunity to travel and and they've not yet had the opportunity to embrace um, the, the their future child's culture um, what like biggest piece of advice would you would you give them as as they have the opportunity to spend time in their 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 child's country and, and culture? I think just being, um, <clears throat> just asking questions and just learning as much as you can from people. Um, reading books and, and movies are great, but just meeting people from that country and just asking as many questions as you can to just learn about them and then learn with your child as they grow because I still have a whole lot to learn <laughs> and just learning alongside Maria. Like we just checked out a few books the other day at the library waiting for them to come in um, just to learn with her about Colombia and got her a book at Christmas time um, in both Spanish and English about Christmas and the, throughout the month of December, how they celebrate and what foods and just learning with them. Yeah, I think um, also important and obviously it's a, it's a roller coaster of a journey when you're in country um and uh regardless make sure you and i mean amy just remembers everything i have to write things down but just make sure that you capture those experiences because those experiences are part of that child's story and they will love to hear the good and the bad at some point in their life over and over again just like you would with any other family story Right. And it's yeah. it's but it's a key moment in their lives and our lives. And so take time, whether it's journaling or however you, you do that to kind of um, map out that journey, even even the steps that led up to it and the roadblocks and then how God 
you know, we always, we always, sometimes we complain when God doesn't answer our prayers, but how often do we write down when he does <laughs> that type of thing? And um, just make sure you, you memorialize that somehow so that you can then revisit it with them over and over again. Yeah. I'm, I'm not a journaler, but when we started the process um, from the point when we came across lifeline, I started journaling like every step of the way. Um, every time we went to the consulate, every phone call, I would write in detail with Beth what she had to say. Um, all the holidays Columbia has, which means everything shuts down for in sometimes weeks at a time around the holidays. Um, I wrote down everything because I wanted Maria to see God's hand throughout her whole process before she was born. Um, so, and then one day she'll, that'll be hers to have, yeah. they just want her to see her whole story because, you know, with our biological children, I can remember everything about the pregnancies and everything about going into labor. And, um, I remember all that. I want, I wanted to have the same tangible thing for Maria. So I yeah, that, that's awesome. I, I think we, you know, we were able to um, to give our kids those journals after, you know, like when they, when they turned 18 and what a, what a cool thing to be able to share, to say, um, and, and just to, you know, just to focus on the fact that, that there's so much intentionality in God's plan and there's so much intentionality in their story. And while, um, you know, while we're walking through it, that we were able to see God's hand over and over and over again, and just the amount of assurance that that brings, um, you know, to our kids can't be, can't be underestimated. So um, that's, that's awesome. So I, I'd say too, um, like, this may sound a little bit crazy, but like artifacts, <laughs> you know, like, like making sure that you, that you get things uh, along the way and uh, and and we probably learned that successively over our adoptions we didn't do it as well maybe with the first one as we did um, but having you know having some things that you could actually hold on to and and that they can have that are that are tied to some of those places and experiences and things like that was you know has been has been just a, an incredible gift and so Yep. We ultimately are just grateful for families like yours, Mike and Amy, and for the love for your children, the love for your family, but ultimately the love of the gospel of Christ Jesus. And I think even today, as we've talked a little bit about the practicality of appreciating, appreciating culture, ultimately we know that while we said earlier, all culture is, is flawed by sin, every culture, there's also the beautifully, uh, the beautiful tapestry that the Lord weaves through culture where we see a part of his image, see a part of his character, see a part of his goodness. And so I think as God's people called according to his purpose and by his image, we would be blind not to see the image of God, the grace of God in and through so many different cultures. He weaves that tapestry because ultimately we know that one day the reason that we defend the fatherless, the reason that we care for 
for those from every tribe, tongue, and nation is because Christ Jesus died to purchase a people from every tribe, tongue, and nation. And so I hope that as folks have been listening to this, not only have you just enjoyed hearing more about the Catania story, not only have you been encouraged, maybe in your own adoption journey, to appreciate cultural differences, but ultimately, I pray that we would be spurred on to the reality that, that we serve a God who is about creating a family and that the, the gospel must go to every tribe, every tongue, and every nation for the glory of God to Christ Jesus, our Father. Thanks for joining us for the Defender Podcast. Thank you to the Catania family. And as always, thank you to the venerable Dr. Rick. Thanks for having us. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to the Defender Podcast. If you enjoy making this podcast a part of your weekly routine, we'd love for you to take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review the Defender Podcast to make it easier for more people to find. For more information on how you and your church can partner with Lifeline, visit us at lifelinechild.org. If you want to connect with me, please visit herbienewell.com. Follow us at Lifeline on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter by searching for Lifeline Child. You can email us directly at info at lifelinechild.org. Beloved, will you allow God to use the gospel through you to impact the life of a child? Please contact us because we are here to defend the fatherless. We'll see you again next week for the Defender Podcast.